Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Yes. He is here. We're locked. We're loaded. We're ready to go. It is the NFL Combine week. We've gotten through it. Uh, we're going to be talking NFL Combine. We're going to be doing another mock draft like we always do this time of year. Um, we're also going to be talking the new AEW purchase of Ring of Honor and the implications that it has there. We're also going to be talking some uh, college basketball. The Big Ten uh, Big Ten tournament is going to be kicking off here in the next week or so. Um, so lots of stuff to go over, and we're also going to touch on the MLB lockout. So lots of stuff, lots of sports. We're covering all of our bases today, guys. Uh, Mike, let's just start with the NFL Combine, though. That's probably the biggest news right now, um, probably in the world of sports, right? Baseball's on kind of a halt. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a minute. But NFL Combine, right, it's, you know, watching a whole bunch of dudes run around and shorts but nonetheless right it, it's become a bigger and bigger thing year after year after year first off why do you think that is do you think it's just because the nfl is just such a juggernaut that everyone's you know like the draft has become such a big thing now right and yeah. that's you know it's it, it went from being a something that was in the paper that nobody even knew existed to mm-hmm. now it's it was an all-day thing on a saturday to now it's a it was a two-day and now it's okay first round now it's second and third rounds mm-hmm. now it's four five six seven so it's like you know, it's become a huge thing. We do a ton of coverage on it because of how big it is, right? And for a lot of teams, it's their Super Bowl, right? It's okay. It's a, the new hope and all that stuff. But why do you think the combine has just kind of exploded? Where now mm-hmm. it's like, before it would just be like, oh, it starts at 10 a.m. Now yeah. it's starting at like 4. Like, hey, when you get home from work, don't worry. You can watch the whole combine. Lo- like, yeah. it's crazy to me how how big it's grown. Yeah, I think, I think it's, like you said, I think it's in comparison to – the draft becoming a bigger thing. And this is like the one time in between the college football season Mm -hmm. and the draft that you get to see, you can like visually compare every single person at each position together at once because you could watch people's like pro days and they don't really show people's pro days either. Like that's not really a thing yet. Give it like five years. It probably will be a thing. So did you watch Michigan's pro day? No, no, (laughs) but like it's probably would be a thing, but this is like the one time where you're like, okay, do I like Thibodeau or Hutchinson more? Okay. Now I can watch them basically back to back run 40s do these drills yeah. and then you go okay i liked this person more right. because you could smoother. directly yeah. compare the two people it's like all right malik willis or kenny pickett who do you like more right. well they ran they threw the exact same three passes right. blah, blah 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 and i got to see them one right after the another right. directly correlate so it's like i can then decide in my head okay yeah. at least not against people right. but it's like mm-hmm. equal playing field right who did better same environment all that good stuff. because it's hard during the season if you're like all right well malik willis played at liberty yeah. this guy played at ohio state mm-hmm. so one level's competition's harder mm-hmm. one person has better recruiting than yeah. another player or whatever that better him. town around him yeah, so right. it's kind of hard to be like okay how do we make this into an equal playing field yeah. that's what the combine is it's a completely equal playing field so yeah. i think that's why it's such a big thing now. It's because the draft mm-hmm. is such a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a direct correlation. Yeah, and I mean, the, the level of athlete that we're seeing is just... And yeah, it's I just mean, insane It's now. ridiculous, right? I mean, when you talk about some of these guys, you know, we had the, a, a record number of wide receivers running under the 4-4 mark, which is insane to me. Um, you know, we're hearing guys like Sauce Gardner, the Cincinnati cornerback, um, interviewed incredibly well, apparently, is already being... as a top pick in this draft, right? Um, you, you think about some of the Georgia players, Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. right? I mean, good Lord, have yourself a day, son, right? Even the guys like Aiden Hutchinson tested out of this world. Thibodeau, I know he didn't do any on-field drills for some stupid reason, but 
uh, ran extremely well, lifted really well, like did all the things that you thought a genetic freak like him would do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even guys like, you know, Malik Willis helped themselves. Can you pick it, you know, with the size thing and all that good stuff. But talk to me a little bit, though, Mike. You know, we we, we haven't gotten to see the corner. As of this recording, we haven't got to see the cornerback or the defensive back room, right? So we mm-hmm. haven't seen Kyle Hamilton probably destroy the combine, yeah. a la Isaiah Simmons was probably going to do. However, uh, we've seen pretty much everything else at this point. Um, is there a guy or two going into this where you kind of had your eye on and you kind of wanted to see if the, if the physical ability kind of matched what you saw on film? Mm-hmm. Um, or is there a guy where you thought, wow, I was really high on him on film, but looking at him in, in what he did here, you're like, maybe his stock is going to dip a little bit. Any any of those standouts, yeah. well, either or? Yeah, so I thought um... – <clears throat> trying to go through some of these people yeah. here um i mean i i personally have found that Nicobe dean was like my favorite linebacker coming into this yeah. um he graded at a uh let's see what's his overall score here an 89 yeah which is a very good score yes. uh so it goes up to 99 right. if you don't so know I'll be up. yeah like, so out of? <laughs> yeah it was out of because he's out of 90 no yeah. it's out of 99 yeah so he was he's in the he's i think he's 10th yeah. And in uh in overall score here mm-hmm. at eighty nine, a whole bunch of other people got eighty nines. Right. But I think he is he 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 did the he graded out as the best linebacker mm-hmm. through the combine, and I think that he is going to be a stud player. His player comparison is Devin Bush, who right now in Pittsburgh is just an absolute dog. Yeah. Uh, so I think he uh had a really good one. I'd also say uh, so someone that I didn't even know was like a real person, but looking at his score, he had a perfect ninety nine score. Yeah. Was running back Brees Hall. Yeah, he's a freak. He's a he's yeah. like absolute so he's five eleven, two seventeen, uh played at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a guy who was like I think a lot of people look at Kenneth Walker as like the the running back in this he class, a, probably. He had a great day too. He ran a four, sub four 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 three eight forty. Yeah, he shined. Yeah, so the Brees Hall had a four three nine, had a forty inch vertical jump and a one twenty six broad jump, and he was just he didn't do a lot of he. It doesn't look like he did the on field drills. Yeah. Um. No, he did some. He did. I mean, the, but there's not recorded up yet. Yeah, he looked um, good though. I mean, it's hard to. I mean, there's no real timing on that stuff, right? It's just you yeah. gotta watch it and see. But I think yeah. as a as a running back in like the third round, if you're a running back needed team like like if the lions are sitting there at 66 or whatever they are and it's like you wanted to get another guy to go with deandre swift i think if breeze hall was there i don't think that's necessarily a terrible pick either to collaborate a really good running tag him jamal williams and breeze hall would be a three-headed monster that's already there right so uh, i think he was extraordinarily um great yeah, no, I, there's, a, there's a few guys, right? I looked at the linebacker room quite a bit, too. Like, Chad Muma is a guy that's basically you might as well put on the Detroit Lions right now, right? He's, you know, he's 6'3", 239, mm-hmm. uh, 27 reps on the bench, right? Um, he ran a 4'6", 40. I mean, that's 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 some elite talent, right? Even guys like Jermaine Johnson, he, he tested out of his, the world out of this world as well. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the, the, both Georgia D tackles, right, just – out of this mind, right? Jordan mm-hmm. Davis is an absolute freak. I thought Kenneth Walker helped himself a ton. You know, he's a bigger dude, right? And I didn't expect him to run sub four four. To come out with a four three eight was a, was pretty darn phenomenal. Um, uh, you know, some of these guys, some of the wide receivers. I mean, good lord. I mean, like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson coming out. Um, uh, it, it just for me, I just looked at I looked at those two guys, and you're just like, I don't understand what just happened. And then mm-hmm. I think. The guy for me who I think, you know, out uh, on the offensive side that really I think 
took their stock to a whole nother level would be Christian Watson, the North Dakota State uh, wide receiver. He's six four. He's a huge dude. Um, it, it just for me, looking at him, and you're just like, he ran a sub four four. A freak, freak, mm-hmm. freak athlete. I, there's no other way I can describe it, right? And and for me, if you're the Lions, you're looking in that area. Um, you need you need help on the wide receiver side, right? He was at the Senior Bowl, so they got a great look at him. Um, I think he's a guy that screams Detroit Lions if he's available, yeah. especially at 32 or 34. Mm-hmm. Right? Depends on what they do in free agency. We're going to talk free agency in depth next week as we prepare because it's not this upcoming week, but next week. So be on the lookout for that as well. But yeah, he's a freak of nature. Uh, he reminded me, you know, we talked a couple years ago when Chase Claypool came out, and I, I kind of singled him out as a guy where I went, wow, he had a really good day, and it kind of leapt him into that first round. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Watson, to me, I think came in running as fast as he did at that 6'4 height, really kind of elevated his stock for sure. Talk to me about the quarterbacks a little bit, though, Mike. The hand mm-hmm. size of Kenny Pig was a big thing, 8.5. It's a whole half inch smaller than Joe Burrow, so Mr. Tiny Hands. Mr. Tiny um, Hands out here. Malik Willis didn't do any of the athletic stuff. Comes He didn't run the 40 or anything like that, but he did throw, so mm-hmm. that was good to see. Um, those are the two big ones, obviously. Uh, thoughts on the quarterback position? Are, are, how are your rankings looking right now if you had to give me a top two or three guys? you know, How do you have them ranked right now? Yeah, I think um, I think it's relatively the same. Yeah. I think um, I think Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are kind of pulling themselves away from the rest of the pack yeah. a little bit. I, um, I think Malik Willis might be like ever so slightly. Like I think if you're doing like the grading system, I think yeah. it's like a think 93, 92, 90. Yeah, like I think the athleticism just kind of gives you the slight edge mm-hmm. over He's um, a bigger guy too. Yeah, yeah, over Kenny Pickett, but yeah. I think Kenny Pickett also is a great pick for you. But I think all the other quarterbacks haven't really blossomed or showed like that next level mm-hmm. thing yet like mm-hmm. sam howell i didn't hear anything about no. um through I his did, stuff i thought carson strong had a rough combine yeah I carson strong his, i, I mean i didn't think he was gonna have a good combine no. matt Corral wasn't even no he's got there because he has the ankle desmond ritter ran fast which was good for him but yeah you know, but it's desmond ritter yeah, yeah. yeah. desmond ritter was a hard one in college because he played at cincinnati so yeah. when you're like oh he went up against out Al- well yeah but you don't have any five-star guys around you yeah. alabama's got 12 of them right. so it's like it's but hard the numbers don't but the numbers don't blow you enough yeah exactly other teams like you know central florida yeah (laughs) so um so that's that's tough all in general but uh yeah i think malik willis and kenny pickett one a one b are kind of pulling away Mm -hmm. from everyone else but i think there is one quarterback i don't know who it is yet Mm -hmm. but i feel like there's that one like in the middle of the pack guy that's going to be really good yeah but it's just he they haven't shown it yet yeah you know, right now, the, the kind of the consensus, and I think Daniel Jeremiah kind of summed it up best, uh, NFL Network analyst, right, where, you know, if, if, if teams are thinking, especially if you're the Detroit Lions, right, if you think that most of these guys outside of Malik Willis's top range is a good version of Jared Goff, then you don't take a quarterback this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Malik Willis obviously being the standout. I don't think he's the picket two by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I just don't for whatever reason. Um, I know there's a little bit of an underground swell for that. I just don't think that that's where they're going to go at number two specifically. Um, now, 32 is a different – but I don't think Malik Willis is going to be there at 32. So mm-hmm. unless there's some maneuvering happening, I just don't see it happening. Um, but, you know, you look at the positions of need for the Detroit Lions, right? Safety, which is going to test as of this recording later today, they're going to test out of their minds. Um, but when you look at edge rusher, defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver – there's just so much depth in this draft 
the Lions are going to get better. Mm-hmm. There's there's really no there's really nothing about it. I think that you're going to see some aggressiveness come out of Brad Holmes this off season uh, in free agency. There's already some reports that um, they're quote unquote going to be major players in the free in the wide receiver market, which is a bit scary. I'm not going to lie to you. It, that scares me a little bit. Depend just based on the amount of talent that is in this uh, wide receiver draft class. But regardless of that. Lots of options for your Detroit Lions, so it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, Mike, let's just, you know what, do you want to just hop into a mock draft now, or do you want to yeah, see it? Yeah, that's fine. Again? You want to hop into yeah, it now? Okay. Right now. You got one up? Yeah. Okay, cool. Who's it for? Uh, it's from Walter Football. Okay. It's um, I like one Walter of those Football guys. a lot. Yeah. I, sometimes he goes a little crazy, but I like the fact that he constantly updates after, like, news and stuff comes up. Yeah. So that's always nice. Um, so and be prepared. These mock drafts are going to go crazy after the combine because yeah, I feel if, like if somebody like, runs super like if Kyle Hamilton runs a four one yeah <laughs> or something like that yeah right, like, he's going to be the yeah yeah this now. one this this one was after the first day of the combine okay so that they, well, they that's have, the receivers yeah. quarterbacks tight ends that's the sexy positions yeah right? exactly so, so uh yeah so I think next week is the first full one that you'll have after yeah. the full combine yes. and we'll get one that's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up to day after combine stuff. There's gonna be some people that move up and down, right? It yeah. just is what it is. Yeah. So number one, I think like the first like three here are Pretty generally standard. standard. Uh, Evan Neal one, Hutchinson two, Lions, yeah. uh, Texans three, Thibodeau. Okay. I think the interesting thing though is, so I've looked around to other mock drafts, yeah. and some people now have Aiden Hutchinson going number one because he's testing out of his mind to Jacksonville, yeah. which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if he did go one. Are we just gonna plant Thibodeau at two then, or is there a chance that like yeah. Kyle Hamilton, if he cr- goes and, crazy? You know, and I think that question, and I've been thinking about this, and we've talked off air at nauseum about this, right? But I think that in this situation, it's a, it's really interesting because if they don't sign a safety, mm-hmm. and I've heard, I've we've we've seen some reports now. Um, where the Lions are working on a deal with Tracy Walker, but they're not necessarily close mm-hmm. either, right? So, it, and if they don't sign a guy in free agency, they need one regardless. I don't care whether it's a starter, depth guy, something, because, mm-hmm. you know, Harris is terrible. Um, so if a Marcus Williams isn't coming in I, and Hutchinson's gone, I don't know if they're just going to oh, it's just Thibodeau automatically. I have seen Thibodeau dropping a little bit just mm-hmm. based on some other guy's – especially the offensive linemen taking a step up mm-hmm. um, and some of these defensive linemen a la the Georgia Bulldogs. It's amazing to me how they won a national title. Yeah. <laughs> with like crazy, with like yeah. five guys going in the oh first round here. So Ridiculous. Crazy. So, but like um, I've seen Thibodeau all the way down at like seven or eight where like Atlanta is mm-hmm. falling that far. Now I don't think that's, I don't, think I don't think that's realistic no. by any stretch of the imagination, but I've seen it. I think, I think the jets, if they pile on Thibodeau, yeah. I think they take Thibodeau Maybe. probably. So. so, but I don't necessarily know that I can write Kyle Hamilton off necessarily. I think the deciding factor at the end of this, though, is going to be if one of the DNs goes at one, right, and it's not Evan Neal, um, I think the biggest thing you're going to see is at, at this point, you I think you have to rationalize it to a little bit of positional value. They're both needs, right? Mm-hmm. But normally you can get a good safety in free agency, a la Marcus Williams for mm-hmm. a good example, right? Edge rushers that are good don't make it to free agency. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't see it, right? Yes. So, like, you don't see T.J. Watt available. There's a reason. You mm-hmm. didn't see J.J. Watt. You didn't see Von Millers. You didn't see these guys available in free agency when they're 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Dante Fowler is out there in free agency. There's a reason. He had mm-hmm. one good year. You know what I mean? So, like, 
there's just there's something about that. So I think that if you're the Detroit Lions and you're trying to find a cornerstone piece at the number at the number two pick, which is what you need to get, I think edge rusher is still going to wind up being there. I know it took a really long route to get there, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to set the set the landscape here because I don't think Kyle Hamilton's off their board. I don't think Malik Willis is off their board at two. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I think there's a lot of ways they can go with this, and I think trade down is still an option if somebody falls in love with a guy. I think there's a lot of things that Brad Holmes is not going to be afraid to do. Mm-hmm. They just need to make sure they're getting the right compensation for it. So if I had to say now Hutchinson goes one, I think they just take Thibodeau. Yeah, I would. I would, ass- I would yeah. assume that. Just but based on positional value, if mm-hmm. they think Thibodeau can be that guy, yeah, then they go with that guy. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so number four, the Jets take Derek Stingley Jr. I do not think that would be a pick. I, I think Sauce think Gardner would yeah, go I think here he's if you're take over corner. that spot. I don't. I mean, Stingley's still banged up right here. I think he's going to test at his pro day, which is yeah. going to be good. We'll we'll look forward to seeing those numbers. But um, I think that is a okay. Well, he's been the number one corner, so we're just going to keep him there. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to. Lie. I don't think they're going to go corner. Quite frankly, I think no. there's a lot of different options they can go. Yes. Uh, Giants at five take Ekum Igwagmu, the NC State. Offensive line to tackle because he's the second best tackle probably in the draft. Um, Six Panthers take uh, Malik Willis, which I'm not shocked by at all. Which is also weird because we talked about last week how if you're doing if you're there's a chance that your head coach gets fired, don't you want your new head coach? Choose your quarterback, but that ask the Chicago Bears how yeah. that work out. Yeah. yeah, I mean you don't know how it's gonna work out. Well, no, it could be saying. really good. Well, that's but what I'm saying, but like you, you, you traded up assets, and now the yeah. Bears don't even have a first round pick to go get Justin Fields, and I don't think Fields necessarily loyal up this. No rookie quarterback really did, in fairness. So, no. um, but so that is an interesting thought, though, right? Is what does Carolina do? Do they go with a safe pick? I thought they had a safe pick last year in J.C. Horn. They're like, okay, well, let's go get a corner, blah yeah. blah, right? They, you know. Um, Really some interesting stuff there. I don't know what the hell Carolina is going to yep. do. Uh, seven, Giants have the Chicago pick, so they pick Kyle Hamilton here, which would be great for if them. Hamilton falls that far, that'd, that'd be – once again, though, that goes to show you that a little bit. It's like he's a safety. Mm-hmm. Well, how big of an impact are you getting out of that spot? Yeah. Unless he's Ed Reed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight, Dave Ojabo goes to the Falcons, which I think is way too high. But yeah, his, his his stock is rising. rising. I have seen him up in the top 10, 11, 12 area a yeah. while now. I think it's too high. I haven't seen him mm-hmm. do it on his own. Yeah. And so, But the physicals are there. Uh, number nine, Denver Broncos take Charles, uh, Charles Cross, the offensive tackle on Mississippi State. I think this is a pure, all right, if we got Aaron Rodgers – yeah. Then we just get a guy to protect him. We have receivers, and you're kind of rolling. I don't quarterback here, even if even if they don't. Get Probably not. I think you're fine with yeah. Bridgewater enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just talked about Trubisky here a second ago. I am very excited for agency because I think this is really going to dictate, especially the quarterback carousel, right? Where if Carolina signs a guy like Trubisky, right, they're mm-hmm. apparently in on him. If they think he's going to be their starter, or at least somebody that they're going to try to be their starter, they obviously probably don't take a quarterback at six, right? Mm-hmm. So then, do they take? One of those defensive linemen. Do they take a linebacker? Do they take whatever? So all these things, it's a domino effect, right? So it's going to be very interesting where, you know, all of a sudden the Lions sign two wide receivers and spend all their cap. All of a sudden you're like, okay, maybe now it's definitely going to be safety and D-line and a linebacker in those first three picks. Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Uh, Jets at number 10 take Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Him, that's, that's a great pick. Him and Nicobe Dean are the two linebackers. If you get them, you're probably set at linebacker, or at least you got one I've of your seen, three. I've seen Devin Lloyd uh, a lot at 20 to New England as well, yeah. or or, uh, Nicobe. or Nicobe Dean, one of those guys they yeah. feel like is going there. Number 11, Washington picks Kenny Pickett, so they 
try to get their quarterback, which I think is a good Did pick for them. Did you hear that they basically called every team? Yeah, I believe. And they're like, hey, what's the – like, they called the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, what's your – what's the thoughts on the availability for Mahomes? And the Chiefs were like, are you serious? Like, they called about Russ. Yeah. Apparently, the Seahawks were like, nah, bro. And I'm like, mm. Maybe you should ask Russ. <laughs> I'll just say. I don't know if he wants to go to Washington, but I, I, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, you want to go to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dallas is a much better place yeah. to go than Washington is right is now. Is it, though? Yes. Is it? It is. Is it? I mean, Mike defense, McCarthy sucks, but defense like. Defense is better. Is yeah, it better than Dallas's? You got a young defense there. Young D-line. Got a lot of talent there. Tara McCorn's yeah. there. You're I mean, I, I much guess better cap situation. I guess I guess they're like on par for me. I like Ron Rivera a lot better than Mike McCarthy. I do. That's <laughs> I do. I do like Ron Rivera a little more. Yes, you have a point there. Uh, number sixteen, Philadelphia Eagles from the Colts pick get Nicobe Dean, which would be Dude, good the for Colts them because are bumming so hard right now. Yeah, are bumming so hard. Uh, let's see where else. All right, twenty Pittsburgh Steelers take Matt Corral because no, we love Matt way. Corral. Get out of here. Yeah, that would there, be fun. You're not. There's no way Kevin Colbert in his last draft is taking what, in probably their minds, is the third best quarterback on their board at twenty. There's yeah. no way that's happening. Twenty one Patriots get Drake London, USC receiver, which is just a steal. It's yeah. Just a steal. I've seen Drake London as high as eight. Yeah, it's a box. Yeah. Uh, and then There's so many wide receivers in this class. Good lord, if the Lions can get one of them, yeah. Lions he's... at 32 pick Sam Howell at quarterback and 6 1. I don't think that's happening. I don't think it's happening. I, I, don't, either, think it's happening. But... I think it's Malik Willis or nothing for yeah, them right now. Probably. Uh, 33 Jacksonville takes Daxon Hill, oh. so you don't get Daxon Hill, that's but you know who you do get at number 34 wide receiver out of Penn State, Jahan Dotson. Ooh. That guy is Olave gone already? Yeah, he, he goes. He goes to Buffalo at twenty-five. Oh, that's Jameson Williams goes at twenty-two to uh, the Raiders. That's like the most Raiders. Traylon Burks gets Arkansas receiver. Um, Saints. I'm sorry, that was a stupid way to say that. <laughs> the Saints get Traylon Burks, Arkansas receiver. Where did Garrett Wilson go? Uh, Thirteen to the Browns. Oh, okay. So like basically all the mm-hmm. top yeah. tier. Drake London's gone, See, so it's like thing. now you're now, kind of like now the guy that I mentioned before, Christian Watson. I'd rather take over Dotson. Six four four three. I would I would just take him. I would. Um, I, I mean, at, at this time, you need an X yeah. receiver. I he would goes. Just take yeah, him. he goes seventy one to the Bears. So you okay, could actually get him third with round? your third round pick okay, too if fine. you wanted to. I would take him there. But, whatever. But like, there's no way he's going to be there round three. I'm yeah. just going to call call it right now. There's a zero percent chance that that's happening. Let's see. Any other? Let's see. Uh, Desmond Ritter goes forty seven to the Colts. So you're like, yeah. we just don't. Dude, the Colts knows? are in such a they're going to waste that defense, man. Mm -hmm. Totally going to waste that championship caliber defense. Yeah. Because they can't get the quarterback. And then 66, the Lions pick uh, Darian Kedrick, cornerback out of Georgia, because Georgia's defense is phenomenal. So he must be good. Who knows? Um, But outside of that, again, you had your Christian Watson guy, 71 to the Bears. That was right after. Um, I would not be. So in this case, if this is the way the draft kind of fell for them, I would assume they signed a starting sa- two starting safeties. Well, yeah, I would assume they brought back Walker yeah. and probably signed another guy. So, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I picture it. But good stuff, Mike, as always. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all I got. I love, I love. That's him. all I, I got. I love draft season. It's so fun. So almost there. Almost there. Fragrancy is almost here. It's it's right upon us. That's gonna be fun. It's gonna change everything. All these mock drafts are gonna go out the window, and mm-hmm. then we're gonna immediately go right into that. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Can't wait to talk about who the Lions bring in. Um, some of these deals for these quarterbacks, if there's any quarterbacks that are on the move, I can't wait. Um, 
I guess while we're on that topic, though, right? Because no one knows what the hell's going on. Do you think Rodgers winds up staying in Green Bay? Um, probably. Okay. At the end of the day, I think he probably will. Yeah. But it just ruins their cap situation forever. Yeah, that's fine by me. Absolutely so. crazy to me how they're just like, no, we'll do whatever, Rodgers, to win the NFC North. Ugh, terrible. But okay, I, I digress. Um, yeah. All right. Let's shift to let's shift focus here. Let's talk. Uh, Let's talk baseball here because I do think it's important. We've kind of let this kind of simmer for a while because, honestly, I, I didn't really want to talk about a lockout if they were just going to come back right away. Um, but we're at the point now where opening day is going to be delayed. <laughs> um, so we're kind of in that spot. Um, first off, Mike, your thoughts on somehow the Tigers finally going all in on free agency and now they don't even get to play a season. Give me your thoughts on that first, I guess, because it seems like the most Detroit sports thing ever where it's like, Hey, yeah. we sucked for a while. Now is the time we had an uptick in season. Now is the time where we're going to go invest some money back into the team and we don't get a season Yeah, or we're not, or at this point we're locked out. Yeah. It's, it's very unfortunate yeah. because I was actually somewhat looking forward to baseball. I was too. Yeah. The fr- I like, was really looking forward to seeing, just the, the lineups, right? Be like, okay. Yeah, this is what we're working yeah. with this year. Um, yeah, because, like, opening day is always a fun time to watch. And then, like, the first, like, three weeks of baseball is kind of fun. Yeah, cause and then, like, <laughs> yeah, because then you're in it. Uh, the last couple of years, you're out of it yeah, as soon right. as you're in it. So then yeah. it's like, oh, okay, that's fun. Uh, yeah. Let's go watch something else. Because yeah. um, I'm, I'm not, like, the biggest baseball person on earth. No. But it's fun just kind of casually watch a one o'clock baseball game yeah, on sure. like a have Tuesday during yeah, the weekend, just have it on. Just have it on. Yeah. Um, so having it not be available, the only my only saving grace is that basketball will be on yeah. through. Hopefully, they start by May or June. So uh, yeah. like, ba- they like basketball, need to get this done. but they need to figure out a way to get it done because if we're looking at like June first and they have nothing done, it's like, are you even gonna? play yeah, a season then at that point because like, you're gonna play and, half the games probably and also when you look at it too from a from a business perspective right um baseball's dying yes like and, and we're really seeing um i don't know if anybody realizes uh carlos correa is just sitting out there still mm-hmm. now obviously you can't do anything because they're locked out but the point being is that you are you have you know some generational talents right some really good baseball players out there right now like we have a guy right now that is pitching and hitting 300 at the same time like, that's crazy to me that that's a thing, right? But baseball as a whole, numbers are down, TV ratings are down, attendance is down. Everything is down for Major League Baseball. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the NFL could not be fatter. They're making money hand over fist watching guys run around in shorts. Yet, so to me, at some point, Major League Baseball has got to be like, we got to get this done. Mm-hmm. We got to hammer this out because – We've even seen now a kind of a progression towards this where you've seen the big free agents not get those major deals, right? We're seeing guys sit up there and like, okay, we're going to take a one-year $20 million deal rather than getting a 13-year $385 million Bryce Harper, Miguel Cabrera type. We haven't seen many of those in the last few years because of A, it's easier to get rookies to kind of get them up to speed, and two, like the money's not there. The, mm-hmm. the return on investment's not happening. So talk to me a little bit about where you where you kind of see this happening because I think at one point I think the players are just going to wait them out and be like the sport's dying in a yeah. lot of ways and they need to kind of figure this crap out sooner rather than later because you're literally wasting like the fact that we're if we miss a year of like Mike Trout mm-hmm. playing is 
awful. Yeah, and I feel like if the first time in a long time for yeah. me is you actually have people that you can market for baseball. Yes. Like you had like guys like Mookie Betts and stuff yes. who are like, if you were like, oh, him versus Mike Trout, yeah. I'd actually be like, oh, yeah, okay, right. let me try to tune into that because yes. like some really it's not good just hitting. The people it, on the Yankees. Yeah, it's, yeah, you actually have some teams yeah. and some and some players that around the league that I'm like, the okay, Atlanta I can Braves actually won the World Series. Think yeah. about that. Like yeah, exactly. It's been a long like time. it's been a while. <laughs> so it's like you can actually like go around and like market some stuff or whatever. Yeah. And the fact that they're just sitting in a lockout, not being able to do that, yeah. is it's just unfortunate. We have a guy who is a starting pitcher and is also batting three hundred. Mm-hmm. That is insane. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep bringing it up because it's something that hasn't happened in like multiple people's lifetimes. It's just not a thing. Like you don't see it. You've got this dude who is a freak of nature he started the all-star game as the starting pitcher and also participated in the home run derby it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. it's not a thing now in mlb the show it happens every time but in here it doesn't happen it's just crazy to me Mm -hmm. absolutely crazy to me that we're at this situation right um you know, you get it from the player's perspective. You're like, well, we're not get, we're not seeing this return, right? And ba- baseball is like, okay, well, numbers are down. It's a very touch-and-go situation. I do think we're going to get baseball at some point. I mean, they're going to have to come to some sort of tentative agreement, mm-hmm. right? I know MLB is threatened to, you know, delay opening day now and blah, 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 blah. It's just when you're a Tigers fan, you're like, oh, man, we've, we signed some big guys here to come in, you know, and we still technically have money if they want to to go spend it. And we don't even get to see the final, yeah. you know, the, the final product on the field. So it's interesting for sure. We're going to keep an eye out for it. Um, you know, once they do kind of finally break it, obviously we'll kind of go over the starting lineup and kind of see what the ceiling is for this Tigers team. Hopefully it's similar to the Wings where you're kind of flirting with that 500 mm-hmm. right in that playoff spot type deal. Maybe don't get there because you're just not, don't have enough guys yet, but you're getting there slowly yep. but surely. That's kind of the hope of the goal. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk basketball here. Let's talk Michigan basketball. Um, it's been a while, and Michigan State basketball. It's been a while since we talked about them. There hasn't been a whole lot of highlights, if I'm being honest, right? Michigan State at one point was cruising. Um, I kind of wanted to hold off until we kind of got to this point anyway. Um, Michigan, it, I, honestly, for me, it depends on what day you watch them. Some days they look really good. Other days it's like, oof, this is a rough go. Uh, Michigan State was cruising, and all of a sudden they dropped off a cliff. We've got Big Ten tournament play coming up, though, Mike. Um, kind of talk to me about where each of these teams are right now. Yeah. Like, what where are you at with both of them? You know, Jawan's going to come back, assuming Michigan makes the tournament. Michigan State's probably is definitely going to be in the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where are you at with both of these teams? Uh, I mean, are we looking at Sweet 16s? Are we looking at Elite 8? Well, let's start here. Does Michigan get into the tournament? What do they need to do to get into the big boy tournament? Because right now, I, I think you told me that they're in right now, as of right now. Yeah, so I've I've seen things where they are like they're they're in as like either the eleven seed in general or the eleven seed play in. I don't know which one it accustoms to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume it's the eleven seed play in, yeah. but it's Maybe, the committee. Right, who, right, knows? who knows? So um, damn committee. Uh, <laughs> so I think if they want to secure, like, absolute secure a spot in, mm-hmm. I think beating Ohio State on Sunday. So who knows? We haven't seen the game. Yeah. You have seen the game, yeah, so right. you'll know if this happens or not. <laughs> um, doing that and probably winning at least a game, what well, probably at least two games in the Big Ten tournament, like, yeah. gives you a solidified you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. Because so right now. You would be playing. Let me double check this. One, two, three, four, five, six. So you'd be playing Indiana. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh no, you'd be playing Michigan State right now. Ooh, that's 
not great. So, yeah. So, uh, no, Indiana, I'm sorry. 8-9. So, okay. Michigan, because MSU's 7. Okay. Yeah, so, Michigan's the 8th seed. Indiana's the ninth seed. So, the 8-9 play on Thursday, March 10th, which is, like, the second round, technically, because yep. the really bad teams play in the first round. <laughs> so, um, so you'd be playing Indiana. So, if you beat Indiana, then you'd probably have to go up to play either Iowa or Ohio State. Yep. Um, if you beat them, then yep. and you lose to, like, Illinois or Purdue, um, I think that's – I think would be enough – yeah. With your wins that you have already as a as a Michigan Wolverine, yeah. to probably say you at least get into the play in eleven, yeah, or you're you just into, yeah you you warrant the consideration to get in. Um, Plus, you're Michigan. There also is that you have a brand. Yeah, you have you the players yeah. that people want to see. Yeah, happens. if this is the same spot, but you were like Minnesota, yeah, you'd probably have a much tougher ass to get in. Yeah. But because you're Michigan and you were good last year, mm-hmm. this year, you know, you're you're yeah. above. You're you know ten and nine in conference play. You're sixteen and thirteen overall. Yeah. I think you're. You're in that space to right. be able to say that you could at least make a low seed and have a chance, you right, know, for sure. Um, talk to me about the Spartans, right? Like I said, at one point they were playing top five ball. You know what I mean? They were yeah. they were out of they were playing out of their mind. They kind of stumbled a little bit, have a bad loss to Michigan just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about where you're at with them. I mean, they're they're in at this point, right? They've got to be. Yeah. So they're they're also ten and nine in conference play. They're yeah. nineteen eleven yeah. overall as a team. Um, they would be opening their bracket as of today against Maryland, mm-hmm. who's seven and twelve in conference play and fifteen and fifteen overall. Yeah. So I'm assuming that uh, they would they're done with their. Oh no, they play Maryland today also. Yeah, so okay. um, so they have a yeah. So they 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 basically get them back to back is what would happen. Um, that's a tough that's a tough ask honestly. Just to yeah, to beat team. a team twice, yeah. especially the second time on a neutral court if you beat yes. them the first time at home. Yes, correct. Um, but I'm assuming if you, I, I'm assuming they're they, in I'm assuming they take regardless. Care of, yeah, right, but right, if right. they beat Maryland and then they go on to beat you know Rutgers or Ohio State in the next right. round, also, right. I mean you're solidifying probably a top six seed i would assume right um with the wins that they have already this year because mm-hmm. let's see if you just go through really quick they had bad loss to like ohio state and michigan recently mm-hmm. um but you've gone they out and you beat michigan by quite a bit earlier on in the year yeah uh going through some of their wins here so uh because who knows they <laughs> they beat uh Wisconsin by a good margin. They killed Michigan earlier. Yeah. Um, you played really close to Illinois on the road, and then you went on to um, oh no, you lost to Illinois. Yeah, so you just <laughs> you beat Purdue. Purdue is your one. So you yeah. beat Purdue sixty eight sixty five at home. That's probably your big standout win. Just like Michigan's big standout win yeah. is to Purdue, but mm-hmm. Michigan blew them out. Yeah. Um, but I think State has done enough, and their record's good enough to get in. And yeah. um, it's just depending on what seeding and where in the do, bracket they do lie. Do you think what What do you think in the big boy tournament? Assuming they both get in, it, is it just is it kind of a crapshoot at this point? Like, I, obviously, Michigan had extremely high expectations going into the season, and it has not panned out. Right, the freshman curse has definitely been a thing for them, um, and obviously, Juwan trying to beat up other coaches has not helped either. Yeah. Um, you know the, the Michigan State. I don't think was talked about with a, a whole ton of fanfare, right? Like they're you know they're a Tom Izzo led team, right? Mm-hmm. They're always going to be dangerous in the most important times. Yep. Um, what what is their ceilings? Do you think is it a Sweet Sixteen run? Is it Elite Eight? Is it Thirty Two? Like where where are you at with them? You know where you could be like, all right, considering what we've seen in the regular season, this is kind of where because yeah. I don't think they stack up against some of these other teams, you yeah. know, Gonzaga's, the Baylor's of the world, where you're just like, you don't. I Yeah, I, I think I think both of them are probably Sweet 16 ceilings. Yeah. Um, weirdly, so I think Michigan still has a better shot with the guys they have yeah. to beat better teams. Yeah. They just play down. Like, they play, they, they go and do slumps 
so hardcore. They live and die by the three a lot. They live and die by the three yeah. like more than a lot of people want yeah. to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, kind of disgusting. But like, there's some games. There's some games where like Hunter Dickinson's playing out of his mind. He had and State. yeah, he had three against Michigan State, but he's playing out of his mind against like Illinois and stuff. And Eli Brooks and uh, Caleb Houston are hitting their shots, and they look unstoppable. And then there's another game where another big guy kind of mutualizes Hunter Dickinson a little bit right. and then no one can get open for some reason. And then you're going in a 12 minute slump where you can't score a basket. Yeah. So I think the inconsistency factor is there, but I think making it to the big tournament, I think they could have one or two games yeah, where, where you they kind of kind of just put it together for a little bit, but I don't think they get past the sweet 16. I think Michigan state is more, um, more consistent every single game, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're high yeah. can reach where Michigan's is. Yeah. Like, I think, like, Michigan is one of those teams where it's like, you can be an eight one day and a four the next day. Michigan will always ride in at, like, a six or a seven. Like, every <laughs> yeah, single right. game, you're a yeah, six yeah. or a seven. Yeah. So it's like, the consistency factor is there for Michigan State, yeah. but I don't think um, they're just good enough with yeah. the talent that I, they I have. I think Michigan's to... got a higher ceiling, for sure, right? Yes. You, you, the amount of The amount of potential you have. I mean, you're starting, you know, three – I mean, two, two freshmen, right? Two freshmen. Yeah, your two freshmen are five-star guys. Yeah, right. And so, so with that – Your two highest recruits you've ever gotten here also yeah. are Diabate and Caleb Houston. Right. Like they're their two highest – yeah, and I think Michigan has suffered a little bit from the inexperience factor, and I think that's where you see the highs and lows. When you're expecting freshmen to play, and I think we've even seen that in other programs, like Duke and stuff. Yeah, right? Duke, now, Duke, Kentucky, Duke, and all Duke just lost UNC and whatever, but like they're a top-five program right now, right? But you've seen in the past where Duke hasn't been Duke because yeah. it just hasn't come well, together that right way. You just look at yeah. the year they had like Zion, RJ yeah. Barrett, and the, other, the third guy, escaped. and they barely escaped, and they lost to Michigan State, who just had Cassius Winston right. in the Elite eight because right. it was like you you put all these five-star kids together but it's like they're sometimes just don't gel right. together the right. way you think exactly. and i think caleb houston and diabate with the team that's there just hasn't i think like with with the way hunter dickinson plays i think it's kind of how like denver nuggets play in basketball where you have like a nikola Jokic who's a good big right. but you need more shooters around and right. diabate doesn't shoot very well no. caleb houston's very inconsistent yeah. and the point guard uh, Sean, uh, what's his face? Um, I think that I think that is their weakest point. Right, I now. think that's their weakest point. Yeah. It's not having a lockdown perimeter defender there. They miss Shawnee Brown so, so much. bad, yeah, so much. Because you know, and they also don't have the guy off the bench right. who can just come in and lock right. someone down. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, like you know when they had what was it Mike was it Ross right or Mike it? Smith 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 I don't yeah. want to think of Ross I'm thinking Josh Ross the linebacker but um, Mike Smith came in he played really well for them yeah. down the, now he had some struggles in the Big Ten but like. He played really well. He was able to allow Eli Brooks to do his thing, allow Brown to come off the bench yeah. as a six-man. They had a solid six, seven-man. And with Johns then also coming off the bench, they had seven guys mm-hmm. that you were very confident could get things done. Yeah. Now you lost, I think, a little bit of that depth. You lose a lot of experience yeah. in some big-time moments. And the guys you brought in, like Caleb Houston needs to stay. Yes, I, he does I, need He to needs stay. to stay. He If he pulls an Iggy, he's going to go into the – He's just going to disappear, yep. right? Like Brad Zinkas should have stayed. I think that both of these guys should stay, get some more development, right? And and really try to take it to another level next year with a year under your belt rather than trying to go to the league. Yeah. I will um, say, though, so if you come out – now, I don't – again, I don't love the point guard, um, I don't Jones. Yeah. I, I don't think he's very good. Yeah. But if you come out with him, Eli, 
Caleb Diabate Dickinson, shrink your bench, and you just bring in Frankie Collins and like Brandon Johns or something. Yeah. I think that could be a seven. Yeah. That's actually deadly and can be now. I think in my my perfect world is I would just take Jones out, put Frankie Collins in the starting lineup, yeah. and just kind of be like, "Sorry, you're just not good." Yeah. Like, sorry, he's a turnover because he's a turnover machine, and he so just, and he takes bad shots. God. But and if you had, I'd rather have Kobe Bufkin play than I would um, mm-hmm. the Jones dude play. But if you can if you can solidify a seven main rotation for the Big Ten tournament and the actual tournament, that's where I think your ceiling can rise because yeah. I think that's when you go eight, nine, ten guys deep during the regular season is when you start seeing. Okay, Terrence Williams just sometimes doesn't yeah. play well, or like this guy is just right. Juwan Suns just not there yet yeah. at, at at all yet. Right. Where like if you shrink that bench to seven eight at most, you're like okay, maybe it's not awful anymore. Yeah, it's an interesting time for sure, right? When Juwan comes back and all that stuff. Um, the reason why we're focusing more on Michigan than Michigan State, by the way, is just because Michigan was a top five team ranked going into the season. So yeah. you see the drop, and you're like, wow. Yeah, it's State really, State's yeah. played relatively above where yeah. we thought they were. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Definitely play below where we thought. Yeah, they were gonna, exactly, so. absolutely. So interesting for sure. Can't wait for March Madness. It's you know one of the best times. We'll do a bracket here in the next couple of weeks after we kind of figure yeah. out some seedings and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's good times. I like yeah. that. And Mike's just gonna tell me wrong, and I'm yeah. gonna go, okay. Oh, sorry, good. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, last topic of the day. Let's jump into some wrestling talk here. Um, no result, you know, oriented stuff. We're gonna go over Revolution next week because as of this recording. It hasn't happened yet because they want to do it on Sunday instead of Saturday because they hate us, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's they didn't want to go against UFC. That's also in Florida this weekend or oh, something. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. Because okay. yeah, UFC see. was last night. Was it last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, the had the, they had the Masvidal fight, right, right. and that's a big market fight that I don't think they want to go against. But For sure. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so we're going to talk Revolution next week. Obviously, we have Mania in the coming weeks as well, so stay tuned for that. But uh, AEW came out making a big announcement. Um, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor straight up. There's now no more Sinclair Broadcasting owning that, which is good because Sinclair sucks. Um, but they bought Ring of Honor. Whatever that means, we're not a hundred percent sure. As of now, Supercard of Honor that was supposed to happen in April is still supposed to happen. They've got advertised matches. Um, I know Jonathan Gresham's in the UK doing a unif- doing a title versus title for the Progress title, um, putting his replica of the Ring of Honor Championship on the line that he's walking around with. Um, and Bandito's still walking around with the other world championship. We may see him actually at the at the GCW show yeah. that we're going to in April as well. Um, but you know, buying the tape library, huge, obviously. Uh, just give me your thoughts, Mike, on what what is this? What is this? What are the implications of this? Right? There's so many different ways this can go down. Is mm-hmm. it going to be a developmental? Is, do they just buy it for the assets? They want it all in footage. Are they are they going to just keep rolling with it are they going to dissolve it are mm-hmm. they what what are they going to do um what do you, you know what do you think i because I, yeah. I, I was shocked honestly to hear it yeah i was so i was at a 70 30 split between two different ideas yeah so i was my initial thought was that they wanted to get on and i, I heard hbo max i think hbo max would be perfect to yeah. go on to because i i personally love hbo max i, I think too. it's my favorite streaming service Mine too. Mine too. um netflix being second but netflix would never go to a wrestling thing i think they haven't been around for a while yeah but it was like past seasons it was never live yeah. week to week yeah um but i think hbo max would be perfect and i think going to hbo max with just your dynamites and your rampages and your nine pay-per-views that you've done so far be like can we put this on here i don't feel like that's enough 
content because like WWE went to Peacock. He's like, we have all of WWE well, history, and that. we had our whole network well, before they have that. WWE history, they have yeah. WWE history. Yeah, they have all AWA, this stuff. WCC, it's like Peacock's like everything. Yeah, like for sure. I think I think AEW is like we're gonna bring you with these like hundred episodes of Dynamite in nine episodes of Rampage and a couple pay per views, and they're like, that's not a lot of footage. Like I don't know if that's right. worth our. We've point got no for documentaries. It. We've got no historical footage from any of our old guys because it's owned by other companies. Yeah, we got nothing. We got nothing else. Yeah. We just had these current from twenty nineteen on all yeah. this stuff, right. and like, that's not really a lot. So I think I think buying Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, and their tape library. Yes. One for all in to have all in because that was their start. But Absolutely. two, just going in, being able to go to HBO Max, be like, I know WWE has seven seven thousand years of footage, but now we have Ring of Honor that started back in two thousand two. So now we now we have twenty twenty yes. years right. of right this kind of wrestling plus all of those guys kind of ventured in so it's kind of like a transformation of like okay all of these guys were here now they're in this bigger league so yes. i think 70 percent was yes. if you buy that you can market it to hbo max better to try to sell it to get on there yes. so then you can do whatever you want yeah really what it yeah. comes down to is you've yeah. wanted if you want to do a monthly or a semi-monthly pay-per-view thing go for times. it yep. you can make the pay-per-views cheaper so more people mm -hmm. buy them so your buy rate goes up yep better for you yeah. um all that stuff so i think 70 percent of it was that and i think 30 percent of it is mm -hmm. just having the the ability to have another place for yes. your guys to go yes. um like a jay lethal keith lee those guys yes. who you're not using on tv mm -hmm. you can just ship them down to ring of honor have them be tag champs for six months and then after all out happens and you're kind of resetting your roster resetting storylines yep. you're like okay jay lethal you're doing really good let's bring you up to be in the world title picture okay and then we're gonna move you cm punk down there to do a feud over here so we can get the revenue like mm -hmm. i think it's like a big ploy to get basically more revenue in and have ring of honor be a stepping stone for AEW. And I think it needs to be. And I think that's the right way to do it, right? And in my ideal world, what I'd like to see happen is he hires somebody, he meaning Tony Khan, pronouns pal, um, to run it. He needs he needs somebody else to run this. He can't they should make Ring of Honor its own separate entity, its own traveling thing, mm -hmm. just the same way that WWE does with NXT. And this is the thing, you know, this this right here would be the time, right? Where okay, we're going to we got to get all this footage, and you're you are, I think you're spot on when it comes mm -hmm. to some of this to get that footage out there first, right? Start producing your own series, right? That's that's your own stuff, and then also getting Ring of Honor back to what it used to be, right? We noticed before, like Ring of Honor, the last couple of years has been hurting mm -hmm. desperately bad right but we, we've also seen just the years a few years before that they were thriving right it's, it's it's amazing how fast things can go so because of that getting them touring getting some talent back out there right bringing some of these guys in and i think i think it's a perfect uh place for guys to come in and work for ring of honor but not be signed to AEW. the jonathan greshams of the world he's like hey listen you know what i don't really AEW doesn't seem like the best place for me right now, right? I don't think I'm going to be used right. I don't. I, there's just too many people at the top of the card. Mm -hmm. Whatever that case may be, but I can go and join. Um, I can go to Ring of Honor. I can be world champion in Ring of Honor. I can have some great feuds. I can get paid, but at the same time, I can still go work Japan. I can go to Australia. I can go to Germany. I can go work for the NWA. I can go work for all these other places, right? 
and still do my own thing, but also be on television every single week. I think it is so imperative that they keep the brand. I think there's something missing mm-hmm. in wrestling without Ring of Honor there. Similar to when WCW folded, you just felt a massive void, right? Yeah. Um, library is huge, absolutely huge. Getting old Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, getting old punk stuff mm-hmm. is ginormous. Um, Especially with the recent uh, MGF feud they've been having. Yes. That's been like callback central to CM Punk in Ring of Honor. So being able to be on HBO Max, hypothetically, right? And being like, okay, remote. Because like the the match they had on that Dynamite, Mm -hmm. like with the the weird finish in the middle of the match. And then like MGF like getting his hand raised and releasing the the rope or whatever they tied around his neck. Was like the way CM Punk won... One of his matches well, or whatever. Dog, the had, dog collar match. And the dog a, collar match. a direct representation of the feud that Punk had with Raven. Yeah. And when Raven came in and really took Punk to another level mm-hmm. and was like, he was the veteran. He'd been in WCW, been in WWE, ECW champion. And now bring now that's what Punk is doing with NJF. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, but, like, having those correlations, you can go back watch those that CM Punk Raven match or that CM Punk whatever yes. moment and go, okay, now this is what they're doing with this storyline yep. going forward. Yep. You know what I mean? So like it, you you have that. It's almost like a it's almost like when like NXT does like a a thing with like two guys. I always thought like Gargano Champa was gonna be a big thing on the main roster. Yeah. I was like, you have them in NXT, then they go up mm-hmm. and then they're on separate brands and like three years from then you're gonna they're gonna come together and then they're gonna have their big feud on the main roster yeah. and be like a big WrestleMania feud or something. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of the same thing where this is like a Ring of Honor thing and then it jumps starts to an AEW. Now you mainline all out with a which started with a Ring of Honor storyline. It's kind of like what Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did basically. Mm-hmm. Started in NXT and you build it up to like a main roster thing. Yes. I think you can start doing that where you have yeah. a couple of Ring of Honor guys yep. who just build their way up and now you're main eventing mm-hmm. Revolution for the World Title. Yep. And your feud started in Ring of Honor. Right. And I think that allowing them to to develop, right? Getting these guys that aren't, like, you cannot tell me that a guy like Powerhouse Hobbs mm-hmm. would not have benefited from two years in Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where he is just this monster freak athlete heel coming up and just takes over the world, right? It's just, to me, it's just... Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Woo. I knew it was coming. I was mm-hmm. like, oh boy. Um, but like having guys like that, Dante Martin, another guy, right, where they see a lot of potential. Private Party would be huge in Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. They would be. They would have benefited so much from having a year where they win the world tag titles. There, they have a six month run, right? They drop them, come up, then they get a big win over the box. And you're like, who the heck are these guys, right? Instead of rotting away with Matt Hardy and that whole thing. Yeah. Andrade. Going there. Okay, he debuts. He loses in a feud. Now he goes to Ring of Honor for a while, right? Does his thing. Just to utilize. They are so cramped with talent right now. That's like when I hear about guys like, okay, well, maybe Cesaro is going to go there. Apparently Jeff Hardy's coming next week. It's like, okay, great. It's awesome to, to go to your website and you see all this talent. But when I see one-eighth of it every mm-hmm. single week, it's hard to, to get invested in any of these guys because you forget about them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's hard for me to, to constantly in, in, and to care that, you know, oh, I got Jeff Hardy's on television. Now, Jeff Hardy's going to be on TV for a while. But point being, it's like, yeah. when he goes away, Christian hadn't wrestled a singles match for AEW before this week since the last pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. He hadn't wrestled at all. And you're like, okay, but – and those are the things where you go, okay, you're bringing in a guy like this to get that value. 
but then you're not getting any of that value because you can't use them. And not because you don't want to, mm-hmm. but you just don't have enough television time. I mean, we got to think about it. WWE has, at minimum, take NXT out of it, five hours of television. You put NXT in there, you got seven hours of TV. Mm-hmm. Just right off the top. Yeah. And then you've got AEW is trying to work its way in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there's not as many people watching. So the ratings are down for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need Ring of Honor to maybe it's not even televised all the time, right? Maybe you just do the pay-per-views. But to have a traveling brand where you know in the back of your mind as a wrestling fan that, okay, yeah, these guys are – it's all under the AEW umbrella. Mm-hmm. But we've gone to NXT shows before because it's the NXT brand. I think that's really, really they should leverage. Yeah. This whole thing. I'm very, I really hope they can take library up on the streaming service. I think it would be awesome. I'd love to go yeah. back and watch old stuff because there's so much stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think like – and I like I said before, I love HBO Max already. Yeah. Like yes. I don't I, – I think that is the one if I got – if I could only have one, yeah. it would probably be, be a tough debate between Netflix and yeah. HBO Max. But I think if HBO Max were to get – AEW slash Ring of Honor stuff, mm-hmm. I think that would just put it over the edge for me personally to be like, I already love HBO Max, but now I don't have to like go and buy DVDs of no. all the AEW pay-per-views. Yeah, right. I just have them all on a streaming service. Right. And then I have all of those, plus all the Dynamites on there and everything, yep. and plus all Ring of Honor's old stuff. Yep. I'm like, I have no reason to... Nope go anywhere else really yeah for sure absolutely do you think that's do you think that's the next step for them for aw mm-hmm. is to get on is to get their stuff and partner i think with i think it'd be important because i think i think you could not just for pay-per-views though but like no, for, for their everything. for just their for yeah for everything but i think they're bigger dynamites i think just having being like hbo max exclusive so yeah, it's right. just like you have to do this so you may not even pay extra for those yeah. i think hbo max would have to make you like pay like Twenty dollars for a pay per view because yeah. I don't think you're you're gonna right. be well, able to do that. that deal, unless right? you sign that deal. Unless you sign the huge deal. Peacock, right? You just get it with your cable. So if you're already paying for HBO Max, you just get it. Yeah, right? like, I I think I think because I think HBO Max because some like um, which I think it's HBO Max who the, yeah. oh no Disney Plus does the the twenty dollars for oh, the new yeah. movie thing that yeah, comes right, out. Right. I wouldn't be shot to HBO Max. It's like let's just do like twenty dollars and then you keep yeah. half the right or whatever. Right, like right, they'll come yeah. up with some deal for it or whatever. But just having the ability to not have to pay sixty dollars for everything and have like minor pay per views through the year would be yeah. also cool. To yeah, have. absolutely. I think I think that's the next step for sure. Because I think the reason, like they, the reason why they put the world title on TV so much is because they don't have right and, another pay per view. And, and, and you that's know? the thing, right? And that's my biggest that's my biggest concern, I guess, right now is that they just don't have enough television time. Yeah. That is it. That is nothing. There is no criticism to Tony. That's not a criticism yeah. to AW. They just don't have enough time. Yeah, they only have four pay per put people on television yeah they only have four four pay-per-views with their three hours so it's and, like and we need to have x amount of championship matches yes. and stuff so it's like yes. we have to put them on tv right. because we can't we can't like for as much as we want to have like cole hangman have a three and a half month feud right realistically that's going to get boring if they're just yeah. talking every single week exactly. waiting for this match to happen exactly. like a month is good yeah. three and a half months between pay-per-views is not good that's right. why you have to have these matches yeah. on dynamites sometimes and, and, and so thing, and i think the biggest issue that they're running into too is that you have to have your main guys right like and yeah. like my biggest thing like with the women's division okay if you're not the women's champion the odds of you being on television are very slim it's just yeah. the reality of it right um, similar with, you know, like, okay, we have seen Sammy Guevara more in the last month and a half than we have had in the entire time. Cause he's the TNT champ and all this stuff, right? He's had like eight title defenses. I get it. But like, 
you have to have that, right? Like, I got to have something on here. I got to have this. Like, Jurassic Express has been on TV less as the tag champs than they were when they weren't the tag champs, right? And it's not because you don't want to feature them, but it's like, we got to get to your challengers. So we got to have tag matches here. And then I've got Jericho and that, you know, so I've got to get my star. And somehow Sting has got to make an appearance every freaking week. Um, you know, I do think there's a little bit of utilization they could do better, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's all personal preference at that point. But I think what we're saying is that ring of honor is going to allow them potentially without having to go into and to ruin the, what they're doing and, and to elevate the guys that they want to elevate, allow these guys to get some work in, be on television or be somewhere, be seen and be contributing right to the, to the overall product at the end of the day. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's super, super duper important. Um, yeah, so it, it's exciting. I hope they don't just cancel it out. I hope they actually bring it back. Yeah, I, I think the, the whole having the supercar honor thing, I think yeah. is like a big like positive in the fact that it's going to keep going. Because mm -hmm. I think if they didn't, like if Tony Khan bought it and then like they like announced that it wasn't happening or something, I'd be like, oh, so it's probably just going away now. Yeah, and just that, would be, that would be a shame. That would be but a shame. I think, I think the, the idea that they have like it needs to be a, a show feed, coming yeah. up i think it's better at the end of the day it needs to be a feeder system that is its own separate entity you need to have people under tony khan run mm -hmm. it whether that's delirious or that's christopher daniels you know somebody who has done booking before you need to have somebody run it from a creative perspective mm -hmm. and tony khan needs to oversee it obviously because he owns the whole thing but and it needs to do its own storylines. It needs to be traveling on its own, doing its own thing, blah, 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 just like it would be a whole separate company. But then when you're ready, you bring them up. It's very much WWE and original ECW. You've yep. seen guys like Furnace and LaFon and Brackus go to ECW, and everyone goes, who the hell are these guys? Not knowing on the back end WWE is paying for them to go to ECW because they want them to get work. Mm -hmm. So it's those types of situations. It's the USWA and WWE where you have – Bret Hart and Undertaker coming to wrestle Jerry Lawler. And you're like, why? You didn't even know what happened unless you were in Memphis because it just was a thing that WWE did. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what AEW needs to do with Ring of Honor, in my opinion. So hopefully that happens. Looking forward to it. Um, lots of good stuff. Oh, by the way, shout out to AEW, by the way, for finally coming to Detroit. About time. Mm -hmm. Like, bruh. So... Oh, when was ticket? Okay, that's a later question. No, I think they're eleventh actually. <laughs> okay. we, we can talk about it. It's okay. I think we. I think they're next week. <laughs> GCW was this week. We got tickets for that. Yeah. So we're going to that. So if you guys see us at the GCW show, we'll be front row. We're gonna be front row. Yeah. Hopefully we're not in a turnbuckle where glass is thrown everywhere. Nah. Uh, <laughs> not like last time. Um, and then we will definitely be at the AEW show as well. So if you see us, say hi. Uh, uh, yes. All that good stuff. It's gonna be exciting times for sure. We'll be with a six foot four tall guy. So you'll yes. be able to see us. Yeah, you can see us from anywhere. <laughs> Big shout out to Josh. Josh uh, he's Blue's coming gonna... to a join, join us at the AEW show. But that's going to yeah. be it for this week's show, guys. Uh, next week, free agency frenzy for sure. That is the number one thing we're going to be doing. We're going to do a mock draft post combine. Um, we'll probably be talking, you know, hopefully we'll have the end of a lockout. We may be talking, we're going to be talking AEW Revolution for sure. Mm -hmm. um, lots of big stuff coming your way next week, guys. Loaded show the next couple weeks, honestly, when in terms of football and wrestling. So. Be, stay, uh, be ready for that, and that's going to be it for this week's show, though. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.